0: This is a podcast where real doctors discuss fake medical emergencies. That means that unless Charlie Work isn't covered by workers' comp, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Vane.
0: And I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as That Boy's Soul a guide to spirituality and musical theater.
1: I know where that was going. That's <laughs> terrible.
0: This is Hi Everybody, a Bad Medicine podcast. Every week we talk about what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. You can find this podcast online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HiEverybodyMD or at www.. Hi everybody, md.com You can also call us, text us, leave us a message at 530-DOCTORB
1: That's 530-D-O-C-T-O-R-B Which stands for Bear Trap This Week Which I think is fitting for this entire escapade of two episodes we're going to be dealing with
0: I thought it was going to stand for Brady, as in Tom Brady Because we ooh. are going to... Boo earns indeed <laughs> uh, We're going to be talking about two episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Yeah Two episodes from season 13,
1: episode 8 and 9. Uh, the first one's Charlie's Home Alone, which we did do a, a Home Alone episode, and it was pretty close to this yeah, one. Yeah, it was spot on. Spot on. Fantastic. And then the second episode is called The Gang Wins the Big Game. Mm-hmm. All of this is re- revolving around Super Bowl 52. I think it's where the Eagles play the Patriots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a huge NFL fan, and I've only seen bits and pieces of Always Sunny. It's one of those shows that's just, like, a little too mean-spirited for me to always, like, to binge in the same way that I do some other comedies. Fair. This was not super mean. No. It got mean
1: at part, I will
0: say. But hilarious. Hilarious, definitely. Uh, The premise of the episode is that the gang is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I think Frank sets up a pretty nice
1: like ride mm-hmm. to go from Philadelphia to Minnesota where Super Bowl 52 was being held. Mm-hmm. Charlie has a lot of superstitions and Mac makes fun of him about all these superstitions right I mean I'm guilty of that like you know yeah. if you sit in a certain way during the game and they score you have a bad luck beer you mm-hmm. try to finish that bad luck beer before the next play pervasive throughout my job as well like I'm sure the biggest one is it's a full moon yeah all the crazies come I don't care if that's superstition it happens
0: or you can't say it's slow right. That's then, that's something I experienced in restaurants too.
1: Yeah, you should never ever say that cuz that's when the big rush and the bus drops off all the patients. Yeah,
0: that that's when it's you know it's like saying you've got 2 days till retirement when you're in a Bruce Willis movie. It's called retirementy. Yeah. Ah. Thank you TV tropes. You never heard of No, I've not heard it described as that. That is actually the terminology for it. Uh, so this is divided into two episodes. The first one is Charlie's story during the game. Yeah, which was
1: Kind of what triggered watching both of these episodes, mm-hmm. I think Because, you know, we did Home Alone And we talked about how realistic those traps are And how it would affect the body Right um, And remembering how little of that movie was traps Was probably the most disappointing thing about rewatching it now as Yeah a For this podcast
0: There was probably about as much time spent in traps In a 22-minute episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia As there was in all of Home Alone 1
1: Yeah But they start at the same exact way as Home Alone, where I think shot for
0: shot, shot for shot. But also it starts off with sometimes I wish you would just disappear, Mm -hmm. and that triggered all of it. Right. Charlie is getting picked on for his stupid superstitions, Uh, Uh, stupid stitions, stupid stitions. Yes. Uh, And um, he he's missing his green man suit that kind of started the whole. I'm going to dress up in a lycra. full body suit. That's That's, that's the green man.
1: That's kind of what triggered a lot of the green man in general. Like at sports events, I think they had the green man at the Vancouver Canucks game, which was Mm -hmm. hilarious. And they would sit behind the penalty box and just make fun of people. Or Vince Vaughn, for some reason, too. Loved making fun of Vince Vaughn. But I digress. That part, he had like a whole superstition that he has to wear green, eat brown, drink yellow, which comes in handy later. Yeah. But... Since he's been home alone, he
0: heard, how do I describe, something that sounded like two bumbling thieves. Yeah, two bumbling thieves, two <laughs> bumbling bar patrons were standing outside discussing a salmonella sign.
1: Salmonella versus Super Bowl.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Why the bar was closed and it was the most misspelled sign I've ever yeah. seen. And Running the, joke is Charlie's illiterate. He is very illiterate. He saw a room that said it was marked private and he said, are there pirates in there? Like <laughs> That's the kind of illiteracy we're dealing with. But he thinks that there are thieves coming, right. so he
0: sets up a bunch of traps. Yeah, possibly because he took Frank's pills. He did. He did take Frank's pills. Um, don't know what they were though. Don't know what they were. But um, this but is it's a standard Charlie. Yeah, it's it, it's a standard Charlie moment. Um, he's uh, he and the two actors they got are dead ringers for Harry and Marv, for Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern.
1: You mean one short guy and one ginger?
0: Yeah. He hears them outside, thinks the bar is being going to be robbed, so sets up the traps from home alone. Yes.
1: Did you did you take note of all of them?
0: Uh I I don't know that I noted them all specifically. So it started with the hot iron on the door. The hot iron on the, on the door. Definitely from the movie. Yep. Did not did he do smash beer bottles? Uh he did the, he it? didn't do smash beer bottles. He did uh smashed Christmas tree ornaments. Okay. So Charlie did smash beer bottles. Nail gun? Nail gun? Was that in it? Yep, paint can. Uh, paint can for sure. Yeah, a nail gun was uh, the nail on the roofing tar. Ah, the foot. that's it. And then paint can mm-hmm. on a rope, and then a bear trap. Yeah, the bear
1: trap was was new. Well, he started with mouse traps. Oh yeah, he got like a small mouse trap, then a larger mouse trap, then a bear trap, and the bear trap, which really is the catalyst of this entire episode. Yeah, he promptly gets hurt by the bear trap mm-hmm. after he sets up all of these wonderful contraptions and steps in it and i think the word he used was oh boy it's a gusher
0: yeah and i think this is where the medical shenanigans comes through right so he's um he's got a bear trap and i'm i'm sure you can picture a bear trap but it's you know a big piece of rusty metal with teeth that is going to grab onto your leg and not let go correct um and he stepped he steps on this and it hits him uh like mid-calf
1: I would say uh, about, about, I would say about mid mid cap, right below the knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um. And and he's bleeding profusely immediately. Oh yeah.
1: Which, I would assume, uh, you'd have more like bleeding internally for sure because you mm-hmm. break all your your legs. I mean that's how a bear trap essentially works. Is it'll break the bones of the animal mm-hmm. and then just kind of squish down on there. I wouldn't think it would gush as much unless you nicked an artery. Which anything goes in this situation. Right. But then he makes this very quick decision that he needs to stop the bleeding, which, I mean, fair. That is a thing that we're taught in emergency is you got to stop that bleed
0: as soon as possible. So I he goes for the hot iron <laughs> yeah. that's on the door.
1: Yeah. And he, like, ugh, that sounds like the worst idea possible. There is something called, like, a bovie in the OR mm-hmm. that is an electric knife that we actually just use to dissect. I think I've talked about it yeah. Dissect, but it also cauterizes at the same time. So it's the same kind of concept. It's an electrical. This is almost like an electrical spatula, or
0: I guess hoop is a better term.
1: And then he just puts it on the cut, and then he, um,
0: he passes out. Right. For 24 hours. Yeah. Now, for, first off, so if someone is injured of that nature, the cauterizing the wound, you know, that's something that we don't just see in this, but we saw in Boondock Saints. Um, we see it in a lot of uh, like medieval or revolutionary era movies, like pre pre modern medicine, mm-hmm. where they're gonna cauterize a wound with uh, with like an iron from a fire or something like that. Yeah, um, is that something that would? How frequently would that be something that would be? medically effective i know it's not going to be something that while well, we can't recommend things medically because this is a podcast where we drink beer and talk about television how dare you i'm um, drinking bubble tea
1: and beer thank you very much
0: <laughs> you know it's easier to
1: i think if you want to i think it, it's uh how do i explain this it's a matter of what you have available usually mm-hmm. the easier way to do is just tourniquetting mm-hmm. right just wrap something compress it above your cut and stop the bleeding there obviously you can't keep that for a long time because you're cutting off circulation to the rest of that leg. Cauterizing always increases the risk of infection as well, especially with such a dirty wound from a bear trap. You're not going to be, you're going to stop the bleed there, but you're causing vascular damage that can potentially affect the leg later on Mm -hmm. anyway. So you're going to cauterize. You probably need to go to the hospital, but this is Charlie. He's not a smart guy.
0: Yeah. So cauterizing in this situation would be stopping an immediate, potentially stopping an immediate risk with potential long-term risk that's just as severe.
1: Yeah, I would say so. But anyway, you put it, that leg is in trouble. <laughs>
0: that's, that leg is in a lot of trouble.
1: And the fact that he passed out for 24 hours is insane.
0: Yeah, because uh, he'd started a timer for how long until the football game?
1: 26 hours. 20,
0: yeah, for 26 hours. And uh, he wakes up to it going off. Yes, saying it's game time. Right. What sort of situation would someone pass out for 24 hours? Drugs. Okay. Uh, not
1: sleeping for a long time and then passing out, I guess, would be another one. I mean, if you're at the point where you passed out from loss of blood or shock, there's other issues going on. Like, you're not perfusing your brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is more like, it almost seems like vasovagal syncope, which is a kind of syncope that you get when you get your blood drawn and you freak out and you pass out. What, syncope? Syncope is passing out. Okay. So there's a lot of types of syncope, but the one that everyone thinks about is the one where you're stressed out and you you pass out, mm-hmm. and that's the vasovagal type. So it's like a emotional
0: pass okay. out almost. Vaso what does vasovagal mean? Goddamn. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Vasovagal I used to know it off the <sighs> It's obviously named for um, So it's re- Okay. St- Steve Vasovagal. I mean, who it discovered all... passing out in 1923.
1: Yes, yeah, so vasovagal comes from John Q. Vagel. Um, sorry, John V. vagal the, <laughs> the middle V stands for vasal Right It's also called reflex syncope So it's basically your blood vessels kind of dilate And your vagal system helps you kind of maintain blood pressure and all that stuff So if you kind of mess up that system You can't properly compensate uh, blood pressure changes and then you pass out Okay so I believe that is the easier way to think about it But it's all related to the nervous system So when your nervous system is overwhelmed, you're, it's not doing the things that it needs to do to maintain your blood pressure. Okay. If you want to think of it as the most simplest term possible, okay. thanks to Dr. Vagel. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's no Dr. Vagel, <laughs> but if but there is, I'm going to sound so dumb.
0: If there is, you can, you're welcome to come on the show, Dr. Vagel, and tell us all about You can call us at 530-DOCTORB. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so he does pass out, but yeah, passing out for over 24 hours is
0: absolutely not good. Right. Especially if he had, you know, the sort of injury that was causing him to pass out that even with cauterizing it, that injury is not fixed. Correct.
1: It is a band aid at -hmm. best. And then just a weird side note that I noticed was he was there was like a pool of blood next to him. Right. And the cautery was still in it. Usually if you're cauterizing blood for a long time, it bubbles Mm -hmm. and then it clots and turns into like little chunks and stuff. That was just a pool of water. So a little odd on that part. Because you don't. Because blood's still going to clot if it's outside the body. Yeah, the coagulation cascade has begun. So you're still going to clot outside the body. Right? Like that's why when you get your blood drawn, they put it in tubes, but they have like an anti clotting agent. Yeah,
0: that's the the yellow guck at at the bottom of it. Yeah,
1: that they shake up. Because otherwise, if you just pour it into something, it's just going to
0: muck up and turn into like a clump. It's why vampires, you know, can't store their food easily.
1: Yes, but it's also why mosquitoes have an anticoagulant saliva. Yeah, so that they that I did know you did know that one. I mean that
0: that's actually what what people generally have the, itchy reaction to, isn't it?
1: Um, it. I think that is. It's one of the factors causing the itchiness
0: histamine reaction. Mm -hmm. Yes, so that's named for Barry Q histamine. Correct.
1: But yeah. So then, um, moving on on that weird ass episode, he starts hallucinating.
0: Yeah. Well, he doesn't start hallucinating immediately, does he? Uh he needs to eat brown oh, that's and drink right. yellow. He starts color yeah. that's right. that's his color ritual. That's right. His color ritual. So he needs to eat brown and sees a rat. Yes. And so he he first he saves the rat from a mouse trap because he knows what it's like to be trapped and he wants to take care of the little guy. Yes. Very kind. Mm-hmm.
1: But then he realizes the rat is a brown rat. Yeah. And that's one of the criteria on Charlie's color ritual. So he eats the rat and then immediately regrets
0: it. Yeah, he eats the rat live. Yes. And then he immediately gets sick. Yeah.
1: I think like at one point he like spaces out and passes out too a little bit. Yeah. So
0: he definitely loses it there. Right. and he So he, he pukes up the rat and it's really, it looked like the pink slime from Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, that's a good description. That didn't
1: seem right to me. Well, it depends. I don't know what the rat meat was like. Okay. I've never eaten rat. No, um, not live rat. I mean, obviously. But, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think. Would his vomit... His vomit probably would be darker, I would assume.
0: Right? Because if live blood hits acid, it'll curdle and turn uh-huh. into, like, coffee grounds. And he wouldn't have eaten much beforehand. Like, at least in 24 hours. Correct. So he would have...
1: He wouldn't have anything to throw up other than rat.
0: Other than rat. Yeah. And like what? Like stomach acid and bile?
1: Bile is probably not bile, but at least stomach. Okay. Most likely just stomach acid, which will be yellow. So, yeah. Uh, the colors don't match. It should be orange.
0: Okay. Right? If we, Yeah.
1: If we play with our primary colors, red plus yellow equals orange. <laughs> so, I would assume that he should have Not orange. a color theory podcast. I mean, obviously. But from what I know about colors, red plus yellow does equal orange. So I would assume he would have an orange, mm-hmm. for sure. But then he realizes he's not green,
0: right? And there's only one source of green in the entire bar, and it is the open paint cans that are strung throughout as part of his booby traps. Yeah,
1: and he he what threw his shoes up drug yeah. dealer style? <laughs> I guess is the yeah. best way
0: I could describe it's, it. He ties his shoes together first. He takes off he takes off both of his shoes, including the one that's on the bear trap. Yes. Um that kind of motion would probably be excruciating excruciating yeah um would there be any risk of taking off the shoe and like increasing blood flow or anything like that at that point or probably not because it's been a day
1: it shouldn't and i will say that is one of the hardest things to do during a trauma is like taking off someone's shoes to see Mm -hmm. if there's injury like i remember a guy shattered his lower leg kind of like charlie did but he had cowboy boots on and I'm like, I got to cut these off. And he's like begging me not to cut Yeah, them off. we've
0: talked about that before. We've talked about cutting off clothes and things before, yeah. like in our West Wing episode. Yeah.
1: But he was not having it. And he's like, do not cut off my boot. And I'm like, okay, then I'm going to slide it off. I even warned him, it's going to hurt a lot. You know, try it. And it was just screams, all it was. Mm-hmm. And the worst part was his foot was like, or his lower leg was shattered. So you're basically taking off a hard part suspended by dangly squishy bits. So it, it was like a, removing a bag from a shoe. Yeah. Or that's essentially the way to think about it. It was not fun. Yeah, I, I I bet. So I would assume that Charlie would think this was not fun either. So yeah, he was not having a good
0: time. Yeah. Um. Eventually he does chew through the rope yep. to lower it down, drops it on his head, but gets green on him. Yes. Um. But he also sustained
1: like a pretty bad head injury yeah. too. I mean, he... He probably cracked his skull, and given that mechanism of injury, he probably has a bleed. You th- Do you think even with a mostly empty paint can? I don't know. The way they set it up, it felt like there was more than just empty. Yeah. Right? Like, you, an empty paint can's not much of a trap.
0: Right. Uh, but Charlie's not much of a... That's true. He's not much of a smart guy. Um, A, a guy who think good. Yeah. Not a uh, home improvement podcast, but... The fact that those paint cans were open and there was wet paint after 24 hours. Yeah, that's some bad paint there. That's some, or good paint, I guess, but maybe. that means that paint's not drying for a long time. Yeah. like that's that's kind of maybe. They, shenanigans. Maybe that's where the anticoagulants went. <laughs> God. potentially,
1: that could be one of the sources. But he got yeah. knocked silly and stupid after that
0: hit. After sure. that, and after ridiculous amount of blood loss. Yes.
1: So he he
0: said he lost two quarts of blood. Yeah, but he said that his hallucination said that. Um, so, would you get guess how much blood circulates through your body? About two quarts. No. About about four quarts. No. About eight quarts. Down. About six quarts. Some five this quarts. Some good radio. This right is here.
1: this is some bad prices writing from you right here. But yeah. five quarts.
0: So he's lost what
1: forty percent of his blood.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. That's probably not alive. After 24 hours?
1: So you're hypovolemic shock or hemorrhagic shock at this time. So yeah, pro- unlikely. Um, you know, you're not mentating properly. Hallucinations. Uh, you're not talking properly.
0: And definitely not walking very well.
1: Um, and really doing
0: anything functional. Do you think that it's reasonable for him to have actually lost that much blood based on the injury that we saw?
1: I mean, you could lose it inside his leg. Okay. You know?
0: There's There's...
1: Places you can lose a lot of blood quickly that you wouldn't think about, like your scalp. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll have patients that will come in with just a scalp laceration. And if we don't staple it shut and control that bleeding, they can bleed out and die. I mean, that's why it was an effective means of
0: capital punishment in like the old times to get scalped. That right, because Because you've got so much blood that's going around your head to cool the brain. Correct.
1: Well, not so much cool the brain, but just in general, everything up here has a lot of muscles. Oh, okay. That's one of the reasons.
0: My, me. you know, part of a theater degree mm-hmm. uh, said um, that I, I had heard that it was basically like a cooling system. I mean, it could be,
1: but it part of it that kind of counters it is, let's say you had a fever. Mm-hmm. That means you're just heating up your brain. That's true. Right? Plus, your scalp has your skull. So your mm-hmm. skull also kind of insulates it a little bit. Or your brain, that is, yeah. from your scalp. So a little weird from that part. But yeah. you can lose a lot of heat when you don't wear a hat during winter time because mm-hmm. you have so much high blood flow there. So, again, that kind of goes against the cooling your brain part because if it's cold out...
0: You don't want to lose the heat. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But that's
1: kind of what this one was like. But then, um,
0: you know, he
1: gets out of the trap because his own hallucinations tell him how to get out of said trap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he hallucinates two players from the uh, Bo Allen and Jason Colsey? Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey um, from the Eagles who are guiding him through completing his rituals, which the next step after he gets a little head trauma is the drinking of the yellow. Yes. Luckily, oh, he had a beer sitting on the bar. But that's too easy. But that's too easy. Way too easy. So he tries to. He tries to um, use
1: a. Was it a. Um, but
0: the Negan bat from Lucille? From Walking Dead.
1: Wait, but Lucille ha- was wrapped in barbed wire, right? Yeah. This, this one has nails. Chains
0: and nails. Yeah.
1: And tries to you know, pull it off of the, the bar.
0: hmm. Fails. Just, Fails. It breaks.
1: It did not break. The glass was intact.
0: Oh, you're right. The glass was intact.
1: But the beer was not in it anymore. So there's only one other yellow thing that he can make.
0: Right. And so he, he looked- does make yellow.
1: He looked mighty dehydrated,
0: <laughs> by the color of that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which again, he didn't drink water for 24 hours. He bled he's, a lot. He bled a lot. So the weird thing is, I don't think the way the TV show kind of pro- promotes it or presents it is like Charlie's not in shock because he's still making urine. Right. So one of the big ways we tell if you're like seriously in shock or in danger, uncompensated shock, is you're not making urine anymore. And the way you make urine is your kidneys will filter out all the blood kind of pull out some water, and then pull out urea, and then dump it out. But if you don't have enough blood circulating, you can't really filter anything. Therefore, you can't make urine.
0: Is urea just whatever it pulls out? Urea is one of the big things it
1: pulls out. Um, It can pull out sodium sometimes, too. But it's trying to do like a water balance
0: kind of situation and try to pull out fluid accordingly. But it's not like a catch-all term for bad crap coming out of your blood.
1: So urea is... Can be a product of like your blood breaking down. Okay. Um, toxins, it's like ammonia. That's okay. It's like it has some kind of ammonia component in it and that's what urea is. Okay. Yeah. So that so when your blood breaks down, it turns in um yellowish color. It's kinda Mm -hmm. like when you know when you have a bruise, it starts out dark and then it goes green and then yellow and then goes away. The yellow part is the bilirubin part and that's part of the way you pee out. So when you pee and it's yellow, that you're peeing out some broken down blood too. So that's part of it. That's why babies get jaundice and then they don't get jaundice anymore. is because they pee it all out. Because they've excrete it. Yeah, I guess is a nicer way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and he's he clearly is in shock though because he's just a mess. And I'm surprised he was still able to make urine. But he was able
0: to. He was able to make urine. He made very dark urine. Yep. The color of the beer. Yes. Um, he made a lot. I was. It's a good amount. It was like, if that that was a pint glass, then it was like probably... 16 ounces. Like, it it wasn't a full glass, but it was maybe a third full. So four to six ounces, depending on the taper of the glass.
1: Considering for a guy who didn't drink and drink water for 24 hours and has been losing blood for the last 24 hours, pretty good. Yeah. But fulfilled the third ritual and actually helped the team quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, the team was was not doing well until Charlie drank the pee and then... I think that's when Tom Brady, in this situation, fumbled the ball. Yeah.
0: And then lost possession of it, and everyone assumed that the Eagles were going to win. Right.
1: That's where they cut
0: it. That's where they cut it. Uh, Well, no, they cut it just as Tom Brady gets possession back. With less than a minute to go. Less than a minute to go. And then they cut to the next episode.
1: Which is a good continuation of the episode, Mm -hmm. because it kind of looks at the viewpoint of the people who weren't at the bar. Right. So So
0: Charlie, Mac... No, it's uh, Mac
1: D. Yeah, Frank Yeah,
0: Yeah, Mac D. Frank. And all the Philadelphia transients, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the waitress, yeah. The rickety cricket. Um Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then some other people. Yeah. Guy with small hands, uh D's ex military boyfriend. Mm-hmm.
0: Just Keith Dudemeister.
1: Keith Dudemeister for sure. Flash
0: Subway from community. Yep. That just
1: that guy. That guy is probably the best way to describe him. Mm-hmm. But it broke down. I think there's two distinct um, medical storylines, which yeah. is also like the general storyline too. So D having the grossest eye
0: progression over three days because
1: yeah, well, is, it's, it's
0: 24 hours from when they leave to when they get to when the game starts. So
1: two ish days,
0: yeah, because right? it started already.
1: Before, yeah, like
0: she had a, she had a nasty like. A nasty case of, of pink eye.
1: Which it really wasn't pink eye. Right. Um, because, and this is one thing I always stress to families, is it's not pink eye until your eyeball is pink. Right. Her eyeball was still white. But her eyelids were quite crusty.
0: Yeah, her, her eyelids were, um, the, the the eyes themselves, the eyelids and around the eyes were, um, by the end of it, both almost bright red. Yeah um and covered in a crusty guck yeah. Um, this is gonna be another time where I bring up the the whole glass eye thing. I get that crusty guck on my prosthetic <laughs> all the time. So a lot of times that crusty gunk is
1: um, like eyelid or tears that mm-hmm. crust over because you know uh, your nose is congested you can back up tears and tears are like salty and whatnot so when they dry out it's kind of like when you do your science experiments when you're growing up and you make crystals like salt crystals. When the water dries up, you get nice, pretty salt crystals, yeah. right? Well, if you have an issue with the salt drainage and kind of clearing it out properly, salt crystals can form. Mm-hmm. In this situation, I don't think it was just salt crystals. It was probably some bacteria in there, too. Um, she, It was just her eyelid, though. So technically, we call that a
0: periorbital
1: kind of cellulitis picture, which gets treated. Named
0: for Dr. Periorbital.
1: Correct. And his associate cellulitis. Yeah. Yes. Sally, sorry, Sally, Sally, Sallyitis. yes, correct. That is actually who found it. This is either
0: going to be a running joke for the rest of the series or we will never address it again because we hate it. (laughs) I
1: can't, I can't do it with a straight face. It's terrible,
0: (laughs) but um,
1: that's what it is. And usually that can present and progress to something much more dangerous where the eyeball gets infected. Mm -hmm. And that's the more worrisome part. But for her, she was so insistent that
0: there was nothing wrong with her eye. She rubbed
1: one eye. Then rubbed it on the other eye just yeah. to prove a point.
0: And, and that was an active cringe moment for me. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like, come yeah. on. And that's how it spreads, you know? Like, contact is actually one of the easiest ways for it to mm-hmm. spread. That's why if you had it as a child and you're in school or in daycare or whatever, you're not allowed to go back to school. Yeah. Because there's no – I know doctors will be like, hey, you have pink eye. Don't rub it. It's itchy. You're going to rub it. Yeah. And you're going to spread it, It's
0: It's a sort of thing that, that like, I'm – irrationally concerned about because I touch around my, my prosthetic a lot mm-hmm. um, and very concerned, you know, of picking that up and then spreading it to the other one and then having it develop into something serious.
1: Yeah. And usually most of the time it's not mm-hmm. serious. Um, it depends on the bacteria, yeah. you know? Um, but for her, her vision gets worse as the game and the episode continues.
0: Yeah. Very like, you know, a football game is going to be four hours of progression And she goes from her right eye being totally clear to being equally crusty gross.
1: It was excessively.
0: Yeah. Is that sort of progression reasonable? No. Okay. It takes probably about two days or so
1: for it to get really, really bad. Hers was four hours bad to the point where like she was blinded. Like Mm -hmm. she had really bad vision in general. Everything was really blurry and she didn't know where
0: she was going. And she ended up with, she ended up Mr. Magooing her way uh, on uh, onto the sidelines at the Super Bowl, and
1: also getting towards the linen cart. Yeah, with Tom Brady's towels, right? And then gets she wiped the her face on the towel,
0: towel, and which poor, it gets to Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, poor form towel person. Like someone else touched that um, that towel's unfolded. Why are you putting that back in the the uh, folded towel pile? Right. Yeah, you don't want to use that anymore. That's gross. It's tainted. But Tom Brady was really wiping his face quite yeah. a bit. And that's how they won.
0: Because he, he lost the Super Bowl because he... He got pink eye. Because he got because he got instant pink eye. Which I will
1: say this. There's no way that whole towel is contaminated with her rubbing her face. Unless right. she was like the whole, like every inch of it. Yeah. Like the likelihood of him getting that into his eye is pretty
0: low. Right. And even if he did get it into his, his eye, it would be more likely that uh, he would... Um, It would be more likely for him to get a piece of lint in his eye from the tower (laughs) than getting pink eye from D. Okay. And, And, And if he did get pink eye, it would not be that game.
1: It would be the celebration on the way home.
0: Right. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Frank is developing his own ritual because he has developed kidney stones. It starts out.
1: It starts out with. Look, they hit a pothole?
0: Yeah, it, they, well, they, they blow an axle on their bus. Yes. Um, and uh, Frank starts having severe gut pains. Yeah,
1: he said it was like intestinal issues. Yeah. But
0: he was grabbing his flank mm-hmm.
1: more than anything. And then I think when they get to the game, he says like he has to go pee a lot. Mm-hmm. has like the sudden continual urge to go.
0: Right. And he knows what it is. Yeah. Like he, he, he's known from the beginning what's going on.
1: It sounds like he has like a pretty big kidney stone in general mm-hmm. that a piece just happened to break off. and A piece of the iceberg floated away. Yeah. I guess is a good way to describe it. And that can happen. But usually people with that kind of level of kidney stone are constantly in pain. Okay. Because the, the renal capsule is not great about stretching or um and inside if there's any kind of sharp pointy things
0: the renal capsule is that near the kidney or is that near the outport? so
1: that's what surrounds the kidney okay so that doesn't like getting stretched okay
0: out. okay so it's so it would be stretching out because the kidney stone is making the kidney Build like out. out of shape correct okay
1: but also inside any kind of stretching in there in the calyces or the which are like kind of the collecting areas, getting stretched out would hurt a lot too. Uh, I'm
0: pretty sure the calyces are the mothers of dragons. No, it's the mother of kidneys. Ah.
1: But you also have a lot of painful receptors along the ureters, which is a tube from your kidneys to your bladder. Mm -hmm. So if something kind of falls off or gets stuck in there, excruciating pain. And then once it gets into the bladder, no pain. But once it goes through the final, how do you say, tube? Yeah. To come out.
0: Uh, The exhaust port.
1: Yes. If you have to go through the exhaust port, it's going to hurt a lot. Right. You don't have to have as good an aim to get it through, but it's going to hurt quite a bit.
0: Um, I know this is not a evolutionary biology podcast. Yes. What is the purpose of having, is there a physiological purpose to being able to sense that kind of pain in the kidneys other than God hates us? pass (laughs) pass
1: <laughs> um i have no idea it just sounds like hell but i mean okay it's it's a warning sign that something bad's going on with your kidney awesome good luck fixing it yeah i mean you can do lithotripsy but that didn't exist thousands of years ago yeah that,
0: it, it, that wouldn't be a let's bang on you with a big rock
1: i mean or sound waves
0: or sound waves yeah so yeah sound waves did not exist thousands of years. Ago. Well, sound waves did, but they didn't have the. We're going to use them to demolish kidney stones, which is how they do it.
1: I mean, okay, look, the, they did have like the Mongol early warning system with drums and you can hear it and whatnot, but you're not going to put a drum there and bang on there to smash out all those kidney stones. No way. Right. But the weird thing was him saying he was going to force out the kidney stone. You can't really force out a kidney stone unless you have some pressure behind it. Yeah. And the best way to get pressure behind it is with fluid. Right. And that's why the one the biggest treatment for kidney stones is making sure you stay well hydrated so you can build up that hydrostatic pressure to fire
0: it out. Now, is this a situation where even though you wanna stay air quote like finger quotes here, well hydrated, Mm -hmm. yeah, drinking a lot of beer will work because it's gonna run through. Yeah, but it's gonna make you more dehydrated. It'll make you more dehydrated, but it's gonna So I guess it depends on where it's going through. Well, it'll make you okay, so it'll make you more dehydrated because you're gonna pee a lot more. Which is a weird
1: thing, right? You would probably want to drink more water
0: than right but yeah, this is, this is a specifically like none of this is medical advice, but what I just success- suggested is really bad advice. Yes, drink
1: more water, not
0: more beer. Right.
1: Um, I, and uh, for a guy who sends home a lot of patients with kidney stones with just pain management and well hydrated, I do give them a strainer to strain their pee to catch the stone to make sure they pass it. But usually, you'll know you
0: passed it. Because you can feel it because... You feel a lot that's better. That's a sec... Oh, I, I figured you'd know you'd pass it because that exhaust tube... You don't always see it if it's microscopic. Right, but you would still feel it. You'd feel it, but you'll feel better. Right, because that, that, that tube is also not stretchable. Correct. But you well, it stretches to a certain... To a certain
1: extent. It'll still hurt. But... I don't think you would hear it clanking.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Which we does we happen. heard it in, it in the urinal. Yeah. You'll hear like that. he dropped a, his keys. Oh, my
1: God. It sounded like he dropped a big pair of keys. And that's what told us that he felt a lot better. And I would imagine a stone of that size, the follow-up after the stone comes out,
0: blood. Yeah. And lots of blood. Uh, from the urethra or from everywhere? Yes. Okay. All of it. Like, Ouch symptomatically though mm-hmm. I've, I've not had a kidney stone back on wood yeah um, he seemed pretty spot on to me from what I understand of it yeah he looked like a sweating mess and it yeah. hurts a lot but he passed it so maybe Danny DeVito just always has kidney stones I mean he like is. since 1983 he sure
1: walks like he does like the waddle and the very upright oh no that,
0: that's just he's still in character as the penguin ah
1: the penguin has kidney stones
0: yeah yeah that is comic. that's fat. canon yeah that is fact. Right. He definitely. It, has it, it's it's why he's, it, he's going, nah, nah, nah. yeah, It's just pain.
1: It's just pain and then waddling to the bathroom yeah. and then peeing out blood. Yeah. That's how, he, that's his life. But Zack Snyder, call us. <laughs> that does transition to the final part of the scene mm-hmm. or the final part of all of this. Right. Which is Tommy, Tom Brady. Yeah. Have. You
0: almost said Tommy was
1: so, didn't you? No, I was going to say Tommy terrific. And that also makes me disgusted. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, Tom Brady has the ball. They call Charlie and
0: say, You got to do one of your superstitions. Right. And, and he's only got one left, and it's a brand new one.
1: And it's one because they were winning the whole game while he was, he was in the bear trap. He was
0: in the bear trap. So he goes back.
1: What a bad idea.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that leg is mush. That leg is mush. I yeah. mean, obviously. So at this point, getting your leg back in a bear trap, he
1: probably would have fully amputated it. Honestly, at this point, that probably would have happened because like the bones aren't holding anything up, right? It's just mm-hmm. like floppy, dangly. As I'm making this motion, which is great for podcast yeah. audio
0: yeah. format,
1: if it chops through it, plop, and end of episode. He's just hobbling around with no leg. Yeah, yeah.
0: Would I don't even know where I'm going with that. No, there's there's there there's no like. Oh, how could we make that? Be a better better decision for him. No, no we can't do that. Honestly, That's not though, it's what this com- show is about. But for comedic effect, his leg falling off. Wow. That's, Italian finger kiss. That was one of my favorite jokes in uh, the first season of The Orville mm-hmm. was uh, they were teaching an android about humor mm-hmm. or like a, like a robot about humor. And about practical jokes, and his practical jokes was to remove another character's leg in his sleep. Yeah. Because they could grow him back and yeah. it's just fine. And it was like the first time that I felt like the Orville really used the fact that they are a science fiction show mm. to create humor as opposed to have a comedy that is set in yes. sci fi. Yeah. So it was one of my favorite moments early on. Future episode. Maybe. Uh, we'll find something. Yeah.
1: There. I'm sure we will. But. I think if you want to make this funny and keep the stakes high, I know I'm skipping past mm-hmm. the question. Um, you know, losing the leg. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, I mean, eating eating a rat. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, drinking his pee,
0: I mean. Feasible. What would the, I mean, the effects of that would be bad for you, uh, but not. I mean, Bear Girls drinks his own pee all the time. Does he, though? Yeah. He gets paid a lot for it. Yeah. So I would think so. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's my, not, it won't
1: be bad for you, but if you do it over a long time, it it will be bad for you
0: because it, because you're just bringing in all those correct. It, not that the, it, this is not an essential oils podcast but we're I know bringing what in the toxins, the toxins correct. yes and in what in this case it's accurate because what you're fil- you're filtering out your is legitimately toxins is filter out the toxins
1: yes so he did he eat the asparagus that is no he
0: did not eat the asparagus can you imagine? No, that would have be... been oh that would only great. if he has the gene though really yeah cuz there's the gene that makes you either you process asparagus normally or you process it in a way that your pee smells bad. Oh. It's one of the few on or off genes. Oh, I definitely have the one that makes you weird, smell weird. Ah, But
1: can you imagine? That would have made it really funny. Yeah. Also, increase the stakes. Yeah. Always good there. The deep pink eye stuff. Yes, contagious. Unlikely to blind Tom Brady, but definitely made
0: it really funny for this
1: situation. Yeah. It worked out well.
0: And I don't know, like, from a... Production standpoint there That there's a way That they could have Safely made her Her actual eye Pink for the shot Big contacts Oh yeah I guess that would have worked Yeah There's totally a way
1: to do it Yeah But that would be too much work
0: Yeah I mean she probably They spent all their money On outside footage from the From the Super Bowl
1: I'm sure they pay the NFL Quite a bit of money For that part Which is dumb But I think that's how I would raise the stakes There's plenty of ways But
0: overall Enjoyed it Yeah Um, I do have An important question We've already answered one of them. Yes. Uh, The human centipede. Yes. Bills itself as 100% medically accurate. You don't say. It does. If that's the case, and if that is our baseline, how medically accurate are season 13, episode eight and nine of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie's Home Alone, and the the gang wins the Super Bowl? Wins the big game. You can't wins. say. Super oh, Bowl. you can't say Super Bowl. Can't say Super Bowl. Oh, we are so getting sued for this podcast. I you know we are. Yeah. Um. Honestly, it's a.
1: I would say it's about equally as accurate.
0: Okay. As the human centipede. So, I mean. So as a percentage, actually, no,
1: take it back. That's more. Okay. <laughs> One fifty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is like it does certain things right, and mm-hmm. it it generally portrays medical shenanigans correctly. Minor issues aside, that's relatively accurate. Save for the pink eye. That's pretty much the biggest egregious thing. And also Charlie's leg not falling off. Yeah. Yeah. That would be it. But other than that, I think it was a fine selection of episodes.
0: All right. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I've not seen a lot of It's Always Sunny. Um, I I think I've just seen the highlights. Yeah.
1: And I think this is one of those episodes. It's one of the later seasons. Yeah. It was just two years ago. Two years ago. And I think it hits a different stride than the earlier ones, which were a little more mean-spirited. Like. The mean-spirited now is just an establishment of the characters have been established as mean, horrible people. So they don't need to keep painting over the fact that they're bad. It's already built in. So Mm -hmm. that's why I can build off of that and turn it into what you just saw.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I would watch it. Yeah. It'll be a good time. All right. Uh, Thanks, folks, for listening. We will be back next week with uh, more. I almost said more. It's always sunny. That's probably not the case, but more. Not yet. More bad medicine. Definitely. For, For sure. Thanks, folks. Bye. Bye.